Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Hello. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And we are the Two Drunk Accountants podcast. We are. We are supported by Cats Accountants. Cats Accountants. The team at Cats. Special shout out to Jai this week. Yeah. New team member. New team member. Jai is spelt J-Y. And you know what I like about that, Dan? Mm. His Instagram handle is J-A-Y underscore W-H-Y. J-Y. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> You've just given out Jai's Instagram no, for everyone. That's not to follow the full it. handle. Okay, uh, right. But it's most of it. So I guess yeah. if you search that, he might get a few followers. <laughs> I think he'd like that. <laughs> he probably would. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Jai. Um, he's been a team member for a few weeks, and we've we've yet to mention him. He which he was very upset about. So. Yeah, a listener, avid listener of the podcast. How is that? I mean, mm. yeah, definitely bodes well. Exactly, uh, Tim. Today on the podcast, I think we're going to further flow on from what our topics have been this year. And, and you'll notice that we've had a general theme this year and it's kind of get organized. Mm. We started with the business plan. Yeah. We moved on to defining roles in your business. Yeah. And then we went on to planning tax ahead for if you're a first year in business. The tax trap. And now um, we're going to add to that. Mm. And you know, you don't know how your business is going. Mm. Unless you actually look at how your business is going. So, mm. what I mean by that is today we're looking at reporting. Reporting. We're going to go into some specific things, but um, yeah, that's later in the podcast, later in the episode. But to start with Tim, what, what is the, the Tim, Tim and Dano? That was good. Nice. Like Satisfying. That. How are you feeling this week, Dan? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Uh, it's been a big week. Still basically the same as last week. We're still kind of um, mm. busy with a lot of work at the moment. Busy. Busy. Um, but it's been a good time. No, it We're is. Getting some things is. out, knocking some mm. knocking some things down, kicking some goals. Um, you Tell know, you what. Hitting it for six. Doing a grand slam. There's some pretty bad sports analogies you use in there. Mm, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled the perfect game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're such a like a, a nerd not a sports nerd no just a nerd listen tim you know we're, we're down in the fourth quarter and we're spending most of the time in our own half and it's it's just it's been a struggle <laughs> everything you're saying is almost right it's just just slightly off you're just you're just not quite you're not quite on point uh, there with your references to sporting. If it was a movie reference, you would have nailed it. Like yeah. that's me quoting movies, and you're like, "Oh, nice try, Tim. That's cute." Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. No, I am looking forward to. I think for both of our Tim Danlos, I'm looking forward to one. My eye stopping twitching at some stage. <laughs> yeah, because we mentioned this last week on the podcast. That's when it kind of started to twitch, and you, you'd had yeah. a you'd had a big day, and I think it's um, been a couple of weeks now. Yeah, and then it uh mm. it continued to twitch, but I, I'm not noticing the twitch now. It's still twitching. Still twitching. Mm. 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 Interesting. Which is a sign of fatigue, Dan. You get enough sleep? Maybe I should just. No, no, I'm, I don't think I am. Maybe I should drink some port before bed or something like that. What, what's your bedtime routine? Uh, see, 
it's usually pretty good. Like we go to bed around nine because mm. Jade's up quite early. Mm, that is to, early to, go to Sydney. Yeah, it is early. But, but you guys get up at like five. Me, yeah, leaves me half an hour reading time. Mm. But I've been blowing that out of the park mm. lately because I'm reading an awesome book. Yeah, we're reading the same book at I the know. moment, and it is hard to put down. I've yeah. been doing the same. I cat complain because uh, you have a backlit um, i do i've got a kindle a kindle I, i'm i'm reading old school book mm. and <laughs> the lamp was just a little it's just a little bit too bright mm. for cat to bright light the room up so i i think i might have mentioned this on a previous episode of the podcast i bought a little book light yeah and you, you clip it on the back of your book and it folds over and yeah. it's great like That's the rest of the room's dark it's fantastic it's so nice. but the issue with that is is i'm staying up much later to read the rest of <laughs> yeah, his book <laughs> like instead of going to sleep by 10 i'm going to sleep at 10 30 yeah you really yeah. do lose track of time yeah so i think i've been doing that a bit and there was a pretty good twist that just happened really yeah in my uh, reading over the last few nights i'll talk to you about that because there's been a few things happening in, in my, i've just started the third pretty, part pretty good um I've forgotten what the name of it was, but... Mm, me too. Anyway. Part three. Part three. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. so that's... I, I agree, but uh, one of the reasons why I did ask the sleep stuff, Tim, is mm. in the next few weeks, we're yes. hoping that um, Kat will come on the podcast. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. And we're going to talk about, um, you know, mental health in small business, burnout, yeah. signs of burnout, things to do to help burnout. Can't wait. I was talking to her about it recently, and it, it is quite fascinating some of the things that you um yeah you wouldn't expect really yeah. that you can do to when you've no just like side effects of it side effects like she was telling me one thing which I'm sure she'll talk about more on the podcast is that a side effect is actually working harder wow. So you don't wow. actually realize that you're in it because you're suddenly trying to get everything done. You're going for it. And that's like a symptom of it mm. that your, your mind turns into that process. That means I'm permanently burned out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that's going to be a fascinating and scary discussion. It will be. There it will be. But um, yeah, I think a lot of you know preventing burnout is just good, um, there was a good know, sleep hygiene. and There was a good things. post on um, social media recently mm. by julie goodwin you know julie goodwin yeah she, she was, was on to, like a hospital or she, i think she could still be in hospital yeah poor, poor thing, thing. Yeah. yeah so and so she's a local to the central coast she was, yeah. she's made famous by MasterChef. yeah but she, she's a local radio host here now and yep. she, she was um you went to her cooking class she yeah she's got a cooking class julie's place yeah. um which is awesome mm. um very fun experience and yeah, the, um, so she was obviously working very, very hard, mm. and um, yeah, it seems like she sort of she sort of hit a brick wall and had to give up the radio hosting gig mm. anyway. So, um, so yeah, really long post on social media that you can read, but it mm. is really good. Mm. One of the things she said was like, um, "You shouldn't work the way like if you saw the way a loved one or a family member." or a friend was working mm. and thought like you shouldn't be working that way, mm. then you should apply that standard to yourself, to yourself. as yeah. well. Um, why should you be doing something which you look at someone else and be like, no, I don't want you doing yeah, that. Absolutely. That's horrible. So, um, so that was an interesting one to me. And I was like, hmm, okay. Mm. Very interesting. That is very interesting. So that'll be good. Looking forward to that. That'll be good. That'll be good. Um, Tim, Oh, business updates. So, I've got yes. a couple quick, real quick ones, both in relation to superannuation. Um, the first one is that the amnesty laws actually passed um, and they expire six months after the uh, ascent, royal ascension. So, as soon as they actually become law, which um, they've passed the Senate, I'm not sure if they've 
but they're going to be law. Um, six months from that date is the date that they expire. Yes. Um, which means um, if you are an employer who is well behind in super that you're meant to have paid, essentially there's an amnesty. You can just go pay it. Um, I think there's a few steps you have to take and things mm. go online and have a look at that. But um, hopefully this results in a lot of people paying superannuation that they might not mm. have paid before because they were worried about penalties and things that they'd yeah. otherwise receive. Yeah. So go have a look at that. I wonder if the ATO is offering this or the government's offering this because maybe they're thinking about making a push to getting self-employed people to pay their own super. Well, that would concern me. Legally, you already ha- like you are already meant to. Like yeah. it is there's no law that says self-employed people no. shouldn't like, if you're a company unless you're a sole trader. Unless you're a sole or trader a or a partnership. But yeah. if you're a company or a, or a trust and you get wages, mm. you are meant to pay you're your meant own. To pay the super guarantee. But it's often something that's kind of yeah. Overlooked, it's a real grey um, area. Mm, but yeah, so legally you already do, but they don't really push for it. Um, but with single touch payroll and the visibility on your super, there's a good chance that they are now. Yeah, there's enforcing a, it. There is a possibility. We haven't seen it yet, but uh, if we do, we'll mm. let you know. My assumption is, if you owe a lot of super and you don't use this amnesty. They'll come down hard after oh, that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. There so, won't be any lenience, which there wasn't in the past anyway. They came no, down hard on it. But I feel like they're going to be extra hard. So yeah. use it. Go declare, yes. go pay, get it done, pay it out now. You're going to save yourself some pretty big penalties yeah. if you go do that. Yeah. Um, the other thing to mention as a business update is um, something that we could probably do a whole episode on. But um, this is the first year that you can use a, an unused. Um, concessional contributions cap mm. for your super um, to roll over into this year. So the roll over started last year, but you couldn't actually pay it until this year. Yep. Um, so if you don't know, you can put in $25,000 of concessional contributions to a super fund. 100000 of non-concessional. Non-concessional. But that means um, the concessional ones are concessionally taxed. So you get a tax deduction for it um, or you know the business gets a tax deduction for it and the super fund only pays 15%. So if your income was, you know, if, if your tax rate's 32 or 37%, but the super fund's only paying 15, that's a pretty big tax savings. That's yeah. why they call it a concession. Yep. Um, but not everyone pays 25 each year. That's a lot. Like, you know, yeah. if it's only 9.5% of your wage, you have to be earning quite a bit for that yeah. to actually get to 25. Definitely. So what happens now um, is if you only pay 15 in one year, the next year you could contribute 35. Yeah. So if you're approaching retirement um, and you want to save some tax, it's probably something to consider. Definitely. Or if you are tax planning, you had a big profit this year and you didn't use all of your cap last year, Mm. you want to maximize your 25 plus some more this year, Mm -hmm. look at it. Yeah. I know I've already talked to a client about it. Yeah. I, I was talking to one about it today and obviously if, you know, a lot of this, these are the tax consequences of it and the broader planning scenario for your retirement needs to be considered amongst a bunch of things. Um, you should talk to a financial planner about that. But in terms of tax savings, yeah, it's great. Mm, it's really definitely. good. You can actually use, utilize it properly. Yep. So, they're my business updates. I like it. Tim, do you have a tight ass tip? I do. I do. Uh, this one was raised to our attention by Angie this week. Shout out to Angie. Shout out to Angie and Willow. And Willow. <laughs> um, so, Angie made a good suggestion. Mm. And it was, if you're buying second hand, get the receipt. 
get the receipt. So this would be if you're buying something secondhand that's still relatively new. Yeah. So uh, what's a good example other than the one which Angie, Angie, Angie gave to us? <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's say you're buying a, um, a computer or something. A computer. Yeah, a computer would have warranty. Anything electric, mm. probably. So, an electric de- electronic device. Mm. Let's say you bought the Roadcaster. Yeah. A Roadcaster off Second two hand. drunk accountants. Yeah. yeah, they're just like, look, mm. you know, we're not going to record any more podcasts because mm. Dan stinks. Mm. And anyway, so, we're selling our Roadcaster. You're buying it. It's still within its five-year warranty or 10-year warranty period, whatever it may be. Two-year. But you can only make a claim on that if you have the receipt. Yeah. Now, so, I, I wonder whether or not it's actually the rule that once it changes ownership, oh, no, no, no. warranty no longer exists. Probably. But. How often is that actually? Yeah. But th- the idea would be if you buy something that's relatively new and it breaks, you've got the receipt, or at least the warranty receipt. Um, mm. You could go claim warranty on it. I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, that applies with cars, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. There's a, there's a manufacturer warranty that is regardless of who owns it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, yeah. I mean, like that's a good one. Yeah. Even if you're buying a, a used car, try mm. and get one like yeah. yours, Dan, that could have up to ten years warranty. Yes, yeah. mine was a brand new by. car. Yeah. But it, um, if I get it serviced with Hyundai each year, mm. it gets up to ten years warranty. How good's that? So good. And I'm, I'm I am replacing yeah. a little dash thing that's peeling, and I did replace the back spoiler. Yeah. Um, because it was clipping on the roof. That's it. So, pretty handy. Mm. This I think you have done a warranty a Tardis tip before, but I have, but not a used or second hand. Yeah. So I'd like to know what the rules are around the change in ownership and warranty. If you're a lawyer out there who specializes yeah. in this kind of stuff, can you reach out to us and let us know? I mean a, sure. a simple Google search could probably solve it, but yeah. we're not gonna do that. Now I would just want to say for this segment, <clears throat> um, I met probably the king of all tight asses on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And I've mentioned this person yeah. before. It was near the end of last year. Mm. Is, it, is this one of Jade's mates? Yes. Work colleagues or something? Works colleagues, work colleagues partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His name's Andy. Mm. And Does Andy listen to the podcast? Uh, he may have... So he might know about it. Yeah. But that's not why he drops these tight ass tips. This is mm. the best thing about him. Yeah. So, you just like spend an evening with him, which I did on Saturday night. Mm. Having a few beers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll just be talking about something and then all of a sudden he'll be like, hey, you could do this and that's how you can save money by doing that. Mm. And I was like, tipping my hat to you, good sir. <laughs> you are the leader uh, of yes. the tight arsism <laughs> movement. Did he have, or you can save them for, for a future episode if you had any good ones. But He's I'm, got I'm a ton of good ones. Mm. He's got a ton of good ones. I'm going to use one of his next week, mm-hmm. uh, but I would like to get Andy onto the show potentially for a quick tight ass chat, I think. Yeah, I like in that. In general. It's a good idea. Yeah. Great idea. Mm. All right. Well, um, that probably does it for our tight ass tip. We've yeah. The I think, update. I think that's the Tim and Dan though. It's pretty straightforward. Let's move to our main topic for the day. <laughs> Reporting. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as we said, this, this is all about... Um, Reporting on the important things in your business. So, mm. if you use an accounting software, you'd be used to seeing the words balance sheet and profit and loss and things like that appearing mm. somewhere where you, when that you, that you never look at. Yeah. Um, 
but you should be looking at these things. And we've mentioned this lots of times before. You really should be running those reports and looking at profit, looking at expenses and your income, looking at your mm. balance sheet, looking at all that. But the problem with that is, is that, yes, that is a good place to start. Mm. But it is not, it might not be in the most valuable way mm. for you. Well, let's, let's put it this way. We're not all accountants, no. right? So, we need to have a good concept of what we're looking for in that report. Mm. What do we want to be seeing? Mm. Which we've already figured out on our planning uh, from our business plan. Correct. Like from our goals and mm -hmm. our KPIs we want to track. So, yep. our reporting should cover off on our KPIs. Yep. It should tell us if we're on track for budget. Mm -hmm. um, but potentially, just the default reporting that you'll get in your... Um, accounting software, whatever mm -hmm. it may be, might not be, um, I suppose, um, summarized enough. It might be yeah. too detailed and it could confuse you yeah. from what is the important information you need to be looking at. Too much information can just lead people to just neglect it all. Yeah, because you, it's an overload. you can't find what's important yeah. in there. So, you, this is where we think reporting... It's not just making regularly habits of looking at it. It is also designing a report, mm. which you can do in zero with custom reports. Exactly. It's designing a report that will work for you, that you can click on, look at, and just understand at the blink of an eye. That's right. And the important information, or the most important information for you. So, as Tim said, in your business plan, you've identified some goals and some actions, and you've identified a little budget. And you've identified some KPIs. Yeah. Now, if you don't report on those KPIs, you know, assuming they're financial, this information can be retrieved from your accounting software, such as Zero. Yeah. Um, then how do you know if you're measuring up against them? And a P&L yeah. might, you know, your your KPI won't usually be profit. Mm. You know. No. Um, it's going to be a mixture of things put together. Um, there's a whole bunch of things you need to be reviewing. So. Yeah. Um. You need to be able to have a report that you can look at quickly um, yeah. that shows all of that information that relates specifically to your goals. Yep. So, what, what, what are some things? Yeah. Uh, should we explain what a custom report is first and then, okay. yeah, Good and then explain how um, different businesses might want to look at the information? Yes. Okay. So, first of all, um, a custom report in zero. Um, I'm not 100% sure if... I know MYOB... You can do different levels of mm. reporting. So, level one, two, three, four in the account, right? Yep. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that would summarize it. So, that is handy. Mm. Um, in QuickBooks Online, I don't yeah. think there's Most a Most accounting softwares, I imagine, would have some level of customization. Or at least, at the very least, you can export it into Excel and just and then hide some it. lines, look Correct. at totals. Yep. So, um, but the zero custom reporting is a really good thing because um, Xero's new profit and loss and new balance sheet mm. allows you to edit the accounts um, that show in the report. Yep. So, let's say you've got 20 different sales accounts, mm. but you only want to see two. Mm. There might be, <coughs> there might be um, recurring income or non-recurring income. Yeah. You can actually group the different sales accounts into mm. different headings. Yeah. So, that's an example of a custom report mm. for your sales. Yeah. And then you might go down to your cost of goods sold. Um, and you might go, well, I've got stock and I've got direct costs. Mm -hmm. And the direct costs either relate to 
um, my recurring income or they mm. relate to my non-recurring income. Yeah. So, you're starting to group things and summarize things in a way where mm. they link with each other and yeah. the information flows in a way that you can look very easily at two different numbers, say your recurring income versus your recurring cost of goods sold mm. and go, well, my gross profit off those two numbers is 10 minus five, which is five, five grand for yeah. the week. A, a whole nother... A whole another way to think about that is you could have one entire report dedicated to recurring and yes. one entire report dedicated to non-recurring. Yeah. yeah. So you could actually have two different PLs. Mm. Um, this is the easily done and exactly. save as templates. And this is that, that's the next part of it. Yeah. So once you once you've edited these things, you can actually save them as mm. a custom report and favorite it mm. so that you can as soon as you log into Zero under the reporting dropdown, mm-hmm. um, you can actually click on that custom report. Yeah. And if it's set for last month or last week or last quarter, mm-hmm. it will automatically update with the data relevant for that time range. Yep. So it's it's a one time setup and then tinker mm. and then you've got your um, custom report ready to go. Yeah. So you can simply log in from the dashboard, click on the report yep. and view what's important to you. Mm-hmm. That would be the ideal. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, there's an endless possibility in, on how you can filter sort yeah. these reports just and, be and it doesn't have to be ooh, it doesn't have to be your just your profit and loss of your balance sheet yeah. you can kind of mix these two things together you know um one example that we gave earlier when we were talking before we recorded was some people like to include payments for loans and things in their PL to kind of make it like a cash flow report yeah um bit different but yeah, yeah. They, they like to include those things just just to really see what that looks like but yeah. so you can include those loan payments and things those accounts opening closing balances in that report to show you that as a mm. result yeah um you can have um reports based entirely on a tracking category yeah so if you just want to see what your profit and loss is based on a specific tracking category you've set up in zero which which could be anything it could be a location it could be um, a particular person. It could be all yeah. sorts of things. Anything you want. Product um, line. Yeah, product line. You could set up an entire um, reports based around that category. Yeah, you could compare to budget. Compare to budget. So you can put a budget into zero, and then it, mm. it will compare over that time period mm-hmm. how you've gone against that, which yeah. relates back to our planning day. Yeah. So it, you could so have set your um, it, relating back to those KPIs. If you have um, a KPI, let's say you know your gross profit margin or something, you know you could have the yes. report that just shows gross profit. It doesn't go past that point. That's it. Um, And then you can have another report, you know, you've got a KPI that you're trying to reduce, not a KPI, but you- Reduce overheads or something. You reduce overheads by 10%. You have a Mm. goal of that. You could run a report with just the overheads Mm. and a comparison to the previous Mm. year. Yeah. Um, And you you can do formulas, so you can run with percentages as well. Percentages. So you can track ratios. Ratios, you know, particular goals that you've got. You can do anything you want with these things. Yeah, it's pretty much as creative as you can get. And you can put in empty fields too. Mm. So, um, you can make your life easier by just linking it to actual chart of accounts in zero. Mm. So, like sales accounts, expense accounts, those sorts of things. But... You can also just put in blank accounts. So, you can mm. title them whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And that's what you would have to do with that loan repayment yep. example. So, yep. you'd go in, you would make a custom account, mm-hmm. call it loan repayments. Mm-hmm. And then um, when you get to the report, then you can just put in a number yeah. for yeah. that month exactly. or quarter or year. So, And then there's, um, I think the other really important bit around this is... The, the thing that we said originally is that there's so much data that can be there in front of you and there's so much things, you know, especially if you're looking at, say, the balance sheet. Mm. Um, you know, there's 
current assets, non-current assets, current liabilities, non-current liabilities. And you're just someone running the business. You don't know what the distinction between yeah. those things in. That has no real value to yes. you. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people don't even look at their balance sheet. Mm. Um, no, no, they don't. So what you can do with these reports is you can actually customize that to just have the things that are relevant to you and mm. that mean things. Or you can group them in a particular way that, that means something to you. So, yeah, the balance sheet is a perfect example of this. Yeah. yeah. So instead of having, and this is an example we were talking about as well before, mm. instead of having current assets and, and non-current assets, you might have money and money owed to me Yeah. and then just other stuff I own. That yeah. could be the headings. <laughs> yeah, like I think I've, I've done mm. one for a client which is like um, money I have now or like mm. cash and liquid, yep. which is essentially cash at bank and the accounts receivable. Yeah. And then it's like other mm. and then it's money I owe, mm. money I will owe. Mm. So, that's like your GST, PMYG withholding yep. um, and any other sort of provisions or yep. um, unearned revenues, things like that. Yeah. Um, and then loans and just other yeah. In there as well. And so, it just re- really brings it down to what I have, mm. what I will owe. Yeah. And then it, what's cool about that is you could do it over a 12-month period, mm. quarterly. Mm. And you can be like, look at that. My money I have is tracking upwards. Yeah. My amount I owe is not going upwards. Mm. So, that's the money I'm saving mm. is not related to paying people slower. Yeah. In fact, I don't owe people anything anymore. Yeah. My loans are gone. So, you can actually start to picture your cash flow in yeah. front of you just by using the balance sheet, which yeah. is what it, that's meant to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the other thing that Tim's kind of getting to here as well is that, you know, when, when people have a software in their business or well, when they own a business, they start to feel like they need to, to wear the business pants. Mm. And by that, I mean, they start using terms like liquidity. Yes. And they start using terms like... yeah. You know, all of these things and, you know, they need to look, they start naming things quite complicated and they yeah. use the big words. Accountanese. Yeah, accountanese, exactly. Mm. But it, it has no meaning to you. So, just no. call it what means something to exactly. you. You could call that money in, money yeah. out. You could call it uh, money I owe now, money I owe later. Yeah. There's, there's so many things that have much more meaning in your mind that will benefit you better than pretending like you know what these things are exactly. meant to be. Exactly. So, you know, simplify uh, it ca- instead of cash and cash equivalents. Yeah. What? No. Yeah, Just exactly. Money. Exactly. <laughs> cash now. Yeah, cash now. Cash later. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so don't be afraid to look like an idiot in front of people if they ever look at your report mm. and it's called something that means something to mm. you because you're the one running that business yeah. and it means something to you. Therefore, it provides value to mm. you mm. and helps you make decisions. So, Very true. Yeah, I, I often. And, and you know we're a bit like that. You know, we, <laughs> yeah. We call yeah you know, we're called the two drunk accountants. <laughs> We've you know in our business we have a, a, a workflow prep form called a PP form. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's lots yeah. of things that we don't. We just give things names. We just give things names that mean something to yeah. us mm. rather than um, rather than what people expect you to call it. Yeah. Which is what customs reports custom reports can do for you. Exactly. I was even just thinking of something cool then, Dan. Mm. Your balance sheet, you could put a couple of profit and loss report accounts below that in a different section. Yeah. You could actually look at both of the important things on one page. Yeah, exactly. How cool would that be? Yeah. You could look at like your cash position mm. changing over time alongside your mm. performance, your yeah. like, profit performance. 
Yeah, exactly. On the same page. How good would that be? That would be awesome. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't thought about that before. Yeah, it's like a cash flow report. It is like a cash flow report, but mm. you can just look at the important stuff for mm. you. Yeah. Rather than using a complicated operating cash from operating activities, yeah. cash from <laughs> exactly. finance activities. Yeah. Uh, statement of financial like, position. You're like, where the fuck did they get this? Where did they get this figure from? <laughs> like, because there's zero cash yeah. flow reports already. And yeah. You look at it and you're like, that looks cool, but like, I'm not really sure where they pulled yeah. this from. Exactly. So, <laughs> I guess the, the the point of this episode is is number one, um, look at reports. Yeah, especially because you've set your goals. Mm. You want to know if you're hitting those goals. Exactly. So, look at them regularly. Keep up to date. They're going to help every, you make decisions. Maybe not every hour. Of no, the day, but, but you know, once a week, once a week, I would definitely look at the reports once a week, yeah, you, particularly looking at you know, your sales targets, your expenses, mm. people who owe you money, money that yeah. you owe, things like that are very important to be looking at each week, yeah. But then beyond that, it's customizing these reports to reflect your goals and your KPIs, yeah, because they're the things that you've identified drive your business, mm-hmm. and they're the things that you've identified that you need to hit to grow the business to where you want it to be. So if you don't have a report that shows you something that you need, then customize a report, yeah. favorite it, and then you're going to have it there in terms you understand mm-hmm. with information that's relevant to your success. Yeah. So if you're a business owner and you want help to figure out what's important to you, mm. we've got a few little tips we'll give you now just quickly because we mm. are running out of time. But um, So like, let's say you're in trades or construction, Dan. Mm-hmm. Margin. It's going to be really important. You're going to want to make sure you're entering your bills. Yep. Um, And when we say margin, that's your sales minus your cost of those sales. Yep. So, um, that's a really important one. Uh, Another big one for builders would be cash flow. Cash flow. Cash flow because more often than not, you get paid as the job goes on or even after a job. And there could be a big difference between when you're paying for materials to when you get paid. So, Mm. cash flow projections would be a massive one. True. Yeah, so that don't even come down to things like work in progress and exactly accounts receivable, accounts payable, the lockup, the lockup, uh, professional services. That's a very similar thing for them, the cash yep. flow thing. So mm-hmm. WIP, uh, accounts receivable, accounts payable, so yep. cash flow. Um, but then you'll also want to be doing gross profit reporting, but putting your productive wages into that section. Yes, correct. You want your productive. Because as a professional service, your cost of that good is your time and what calculates yeah. time, it's, it's going to be your hours, your rate. So, if you have admin what people, you're paying people, marketing people or um, a manager who mm. doesn't get on the tools, they're yeah. all overheads. They're all overheads. So, that's they're, they're not in that the, gross profit. Exactly. Mm. They're outside of the gross profit realm. Uh, yep. Whereas, if you have staff that are saying 75 mm. to 100% productive mm. or that's their entire job, mm. they could live... In the gross profit area. Yeah, that's right. And you can start actually looking at a meaningful margin, mm-hmm. which is uh, revenues brought in yep. versus direct costs of wages mm-hmm. to produce that revenue. Yeah. That would be handy. I would, think, be, would definitely be handy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, moving on then to say your um, wholesalers and, and your retailers, yep. obviously, and almost every one of these has come back to gross profit margin but <laughs> gross profit margin is going to be big because you're looking at how much you're making yeah. per item that you're selling yeah so looking at that margin is, is very important yeah um so yeah looking at that I making mean, sure your stock levels are right you could look at overheads as a percentage of sales so like yeah. um wages uh overhead wages as a percentage of sales mm-hmm. or just total wages as yep. a percentage of sales is, is is a useful one yep um 
Another one, hospitality. So, mm-hmm. is margin once again. Yeah. You want to know your wet versus your dry margin. Mm-hmm. So, like the drinks versus the food. Yep. What you're making on each of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else can we look at? What are, what other industry types are there? There's manufacturers? lots of manufacturers. Yeah. There's, you know, all these can be customized in hundreds of different ways. It really depends on what your goal is. Yes. And what... Um, you know, and what information you need to support yes. the actions for that goal. So, yeah. um, and how you want to look at the info. Yeah, exactly. You might want to see the twenty sales accounts. I don't recommend it, but mm. you might. You might. But if you're happier seeing like three than one mm. or five, and and you could even have say a weekly report that's summarized and gives you the bare bones information you need, and then a monthly report that yeah. gives you the detailed ones. Exactly. And you could have both of those saved as a custom report that you mm. just run at different times. Another useful one for any industry type, mm. but uh, specifically small business owners, mm. um, adding back more like the non-business transactions. So, yeah. like more the transactions that are owner-related. Yeah. They're still they're still for business, but they could be like a, a vehicle, motor vehicles, or um, you know your owner wages excess of yeah. what would normally be paid to someone yeah. doing the same job. If your wage is too low or too high, you can yeah. sort of adjust for those things yeah. to actually track what. It, yeah. A true benchmark ratio. Interest on loans for things that might yep. not normally be there. Depreciation. Um, depreciation. So, you're looking at your operating profit separate mm. to your costs that wouldn't be there if you weren't there. Yep. Um, and that's important information because that's actually how your business is going. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. All the rest is just payments to you. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So, these are all things that you should be considering um, when doing your reporting. Yeah. Um, what about something that's a little bit separate to this quickly, Tim? Yeah. Non-financial data reporting well i mean like you could you could actually start plugging that in mm. using those custom so accounts yeah exactly that's a great idea so yeah. what what i'm talking about here is is there's information that's relevant to your business that has nothing to do with the financial information in zero yeah so that means it's not related to an expense it's not related to income or balance sheet items yeah this could be um lead generation yeah. How many leads have you got? It could be, yep. um, mm. you know, it could be number of people who walk into your store. Yeah. It, it, there's a whole bunch of things that you've identified that might be a driver of sales yeah. that you want to track. Lead indicators. Yeah, that isn't tracked in zero. I like it. So, you could create reports in zero that have that template there that you just need to plug in the figures Absolutely. to get the report. And you can see them above the then financial yeah. lag indicators. Yeah, exactly. So, you could see... You know, in this month, we had this many leads mm. um, and you can track that for six months. And then below that, you see how that translated into sales over time. That's cool. You know, like did it. these go up and therefore that go up? Is that a correlation that we yeah. expected? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man, it's going to sound lame, but I really want to go make some custom reports. <laughs> I do too. I was thinking <laughs> the same. I was like, ah, I could make some custom reports. <laughs> the problem with being an accountant and owning an accounting uh. business is that we could spend way too long <laughs> yeah. customizing our own reports and then never have the time to look at it and then again. never look at them again see that all comes down to making relevant specific mm. reports yeah that provide you with the information that you need when you need it yeah i think so and um the other thing is here we do have a lot of accountants who listen to the show um and i'm not saying this is a good replacement for something like futurely or or fathom or spotlight mm. because they have really pretty reporting and that's sort of sort of different again, but this is like a hybrid version of that. Mm. You can design your own report in a very cost-effective, efficient way for your clients. Yeah. Um, 
that you can share with them that they can be checking and yeah. you can be sending to them on a monthly basis. It's great. So without having to pay the added fees, the added um, fees. which means you can provide a cost-effective management reporting service. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. There's a little tight-ass tip. There's a tight-ass tip. Cool. All right, I think that's um, probably the end of this topic. I hope everybody got something out of it. Tim, do you have another thing this week? I do. So, I uh, was at home a couple of days this week. Mm. Talk of the old burnout. You were ill in your rhymes. I was. I was illest mm. of them all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, and I found a new series, Dan, which really? is awesome. I'd recommend it. On on which streaming service? Uh, it's on Foxtel. So, it's a HBO show. Oh, yeah. Um, it's called Crashing. Crashing. Have you heard of it? No. It's been out for a few years. So, I think the first series or season, there's three seasons, mm. uh, was released in 2017. Mm. I think it's only new to Foxtel or it's mm. the first time I've noticed it. But uh, it's made by Pete Holmes, starring Pete Holmes, yeah, right. which is a comedian. Yeah, I recognize the name. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it's got so many like New York scene comedians set in New York. Yeah, okay. And... Uh, crashing the title is like his life's kind of gone to shit a yeah. little bit, mm. um, but also refers to crashing on stage as a stand-up yeah, comedian. Right. So there's heaps of stand-up comedy in it, which is like hilarious. Yeah, and then just Pete Holmes' character, which I'm guessing is a little bit autobi like yeah biographical, mm. um, is just a really funny character as well. Mm. And so yeah, I smashed all three seasons in two days. Are they like eight episode seasons? Kind eight of episode seasons, yeah, half right. an hour. Yeah, smashed it. Twelve hours of. How good's that? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, but I loved it. I thought it was great. I love anything set in New York mm. as well. And stand-up comedy. Mm. It's in all the clubs. I swear it's in the real clubs. And Pro- I swear, probably is. <clears throat> I swear the stand-up comedy um, segments in it mm. are actual footage of that. That acts, is, that is one thing that I regret not doing when I was in both New York and mm. LA is going sure. to those... Famous stand-up. Yeah. We drove past... Um, I forget the name of the one in LA, but we drove nah, past yeah. it in a taxi and I was yeah. like, we should go there. Yes. And then we just didn't. Yeah. Um, but I do regret not just turning up yeah. and just seeing, you know, there's a bunch of crappy comedians yeah. so you don't know them, but sometimes like a big name just pops in. Yeah. That's well. That's what always happened on the show. So, yeah. that's what I... <clears throat> my voice is going. Mm. That's what I really liked about the show because... All the time, there'd be like a new um, comedian mm. um, just guest appearing because they dropped into the to the comedy lounge. Yeah, that, right. That um, Pete Holmes is just hanging out at, trying to get stage time. Yeah, and then he gets bumped by like yeah. um, Mike. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of Babiglia. Yeah, Babiglia is in yeah. there. He's in there. Um, John Mahaney, John Mahaney. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's heaps. There's heaps of good ones. Even yeah. um, Ray Romano makes a little guest appearance. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, but uh, like, so yeah, like Ray Romano turns up and he just gets his spot bumped. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Ray's here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an example. <laughs> so yeah, great show. Check it out. I should. I should definitely check. Very it out. easy watching. It's just pretty yeah, nice. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. Mm. Makes me want to do stand up comedy, even though I'd be really shit at it. I've always wanted, you know. Oh, I just had an idea. Because oh. <laughs> everyone assumes they're funny, right? Uh, I, assume, I don't assume I'm funny. I assume I'm funny. Um, <laughs> I don't assume anything when it comes to humor. And, and yeah. then sometimes you do have an idea for like a joke. 
You're like, I wonder if other people think that's funny. Yeah. And then sometimes you have in your head, you're like, just go to a comedy club and just do like an open mic and just see if you like, not that I'd ever want to pursue being a comedian. I'd, oh. I would never want that. Oh. But I'd want to get up once yeah. and just be like, you it's, know, how about aeroplane food? Material is important, but like, it's also about delivery. Mm. And I just don't know how they remember 45 minutes of material. Yeah. Some of them get up there and they do like an hour and a half special. Yeah. And you're like, what? I have no idea how they remember all the jokes, like perfect timing. Yeah. Mm. And then they interweave and there's generally like an arc, like a story arc yeah. as well. The good it is, ones. It's impressive. They it's start so with impressive. one topic and yeah. then end up somewhere completely different by the end and, you, mm. and it all links back. Yeah. It's like, what? It's impressive. How did they do that? They do a good job. It's very cool. Mm. Mm. Um, my other thing this week is... I feel like you're thinking of it right yeah, I don't now. Have <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, my other thing this week. I think it's life, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, my other thing this week is going to be. Um, what, I'm not even watching anything new. I've been watching Survivor and Buffy. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit behind in Survivor now. Yeah. I'm about four episodes behind. You called all the way up. I know, and then we got busy. And there's one week. I suppose like one week is three episodes. I couldn't watch it without Jade. Mm. It's going behind her back. Bloody Jade. I know. Bloody Jade. Had to be loyal. All right. Well, I'll probably leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really lame other thing. Like, at least I, that one time, had Gautier. All right. Like, <laughs> That's my other thing. Stop looking around the room. Stop looking at your watch. <laughs> Have I given my drink bottle as another thing? No. Okay. All right, this is my other thing then. So, I have this drink bottle. I want to take a picture of it. I bought it from either Coles or Woolworths, right? Sure. It is the single greatest drink bottle that I've ever owned. Yeah. It has a... I'm taking a picture of it. It has a twisty top. Um, it's no spill. So, you know, you can put it in your bag. You can throw it around. It doesn't open up because it has a twisty top, right? Oh, nice. And, you know, most drink bottles I've had either have the pop top or yeah. they've got a clip top. Yeah. You put that in a bag... A backpack. There's always a risk mm. that that bad boy is opening up yeah. and there's, you're going to have water in, in your bag. Don't want that. It's happened. No one wants that. But this one, I can put anywhere mm. with zero concern about that. Mm. And I love it. I've taken it to New Zealand. I took it to other places. Mm. <laughs> it's been good. Other places. Other places. So, uh, uh, Sistema is the brand. Oh. I'm going to give you guys a shout. I might even give you a nice. tag on the post. Nice. See how it goes. All right. <laughs> Well, that's my other thing. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch uh, with us, uh, two drunk podcast at gmail.com, at two drunk accountants on Facebook and Instagram, at two drunk podcast on Twitter. We got a tweet during the week. Did we? Um, we did from um, the noob of all noobs. Hey. Yeah. The fan of the podcast. Um, he made a joke about the new staff members being like the um, party planning committee in the office. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny. Nice one. Jared uh, the noob. Yeah, so if you want to get in touch with us, then yeah, please do. We'd love to answer any questions. A few people followed me during the week. Don't worry, I am going to write <laughs> you something. I just haven't had the chance yet. I'm pretty sure one of them was a local cafe too. I followed them. Uh, they followed us back. Yeah, so I followed a few local cafes. Oh, cool. Um, thank you, Cats, for supporting us. Thank and you, Cats. 
There's one other person. Oh, if you're going to be at the Accounting Business Expo as well, yeah, yeah. get in touch with us because we're going to be there. We'd love to have yeah. a chat. We are actually officially speakers now. We're on <laughs> yeah, the website. We're, we're, we're officially speakers. So, if you uh, go to the website, if you find us as speakers, there is a little Easter egg there. Yeah, there is an Easter egg. In terms of our, our role, title. Our title. Yeah. <laughs> go check it out. I check it, it out. Um, come to the event that we're speaking at, but also we'll have a, we'll have a stall. So, uh, pop by, say good day. Maybe we'll yeah. even give you a little... It could be some sweet merch. It looks like there could be some sweet merch. And some, yeah, maybe some interviews for people who are game. want to come on. Yeah. You can swear on Maybe we'll call this one, it's for the fans. And it'll just be you guys coming and saying hello. Ah, love it. Love it. All right. Thanks, everybody. And we'll calculate it. Bye.